Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I feel the anointing of the Lord in this place. Oh, listen, let me help you. Please don't save yourself some time. I'm a time manager. Please don't come up to me and say, I disagreed with all of that. That's not going to change me. I've seen 61 years of the church. I've seen denominations absolutely stay away from other denominations. I've seen the independent ministries stay away from everybody else. But we all declare the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If I was a lost man, I would simply go, you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. You mean this man who died on the cross for every person, whosoever will may come, for God so loved the world. But he sure loved my church more than everybody else. The walls are going to come down in this community. In every one of the churches, they're going to come down. And pastors are going to start showing love to each other. And they're not going to be concerned about all their theological differences. I don't care about your batting stance. I just want to know, can you hit the ball? I know sometimes your feet aren't always squared up to the goal. But as long as that thing goes on, come on, buddy, keep, keep shooting. Let's bow in prayer. Father, I thank you this morning that there's going to be such a transformation in this Tri-County area. Father, I thank you that when you put forth this plan, you were not intimidated, neither should we. We thank you that Jesus came, and we thank you that it was not his will, but the will of the Father. And I pray in Jesus' name over this Tri-County area that we will begin loving one another and that we'll love the various members of the body of Christ in various ministries and that we won't try to guard everything and keep everything so that we don't lose anything. Father, I thank you that the body of Christ belongs to you. And I thank you for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I call forth those that are dead to come to life. In Jesus' name, I call for the backslidden people to find their way back into the kingdom. In Jesus' name, I pray for those that have never been invited into a relationship with Jesus Christ that they will come quickly to know you as their Savior and Lord. We are intrigued by this man, Jesus of Nazareth. Speak to our hearts this morning from your word. And I pray that the gangster mentality in the church would be broken. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, 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 the Holy Spirit just asked me to run a little test. Oh, yeah. I'm all about assessments since I'm in education. If those that have just heard the word of the Lord, it's a fresh word. I've never seen it before in all my life. But no wonder we have men who leave the ministry quickly after getting in. Because they can't stand the gang wars. Here, let me change it out. Church wars. 
But if you've heard what God just gave to this house and what God wants to do next year and you're ready to go forward for the kingdom of Jesus Christ, here's your assessment moment. And I'm not going to look to see who doesn't stand because it really doesn't matter to me. Are you ready? Stand to your feet. If you're, uh-huh. We're going to make a difference in this area. We're going to make a difference in this area. We're going to make a difference in this area. We're going to make a difference in our schools. We're going to make a difference in all of the areas, in all of the communities, in all of the uh, areas where others don't want to drive and go to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to see a change in Jesus' name. High five somebody and say, this is what the resurrection is all about. On Thursday afternoon before we closed the day at the school, Sergeant Long and I needed to make a home visit. And I said, I don't know where we're going, so I need to ride with you. He said, well, where we're going, you've never been there before. And we went by his vehicle out into uh, Levy County. And I said, I didn't realize it was out here like this. He said, we're not there yet. There are people who have never even heard of Jesus living in Levy County. There are areas that will blow your mind until you say, you know what? This isn't about me. This is about the one who died for them like he died for me. Amen? If you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to find out who this Jesus of Nazareth truly was and who he is today. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 57, Paul writes, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory over death. Through our Lord Jesus. How many know that you have victory this morning over death? Right now you have victory. If you are in Christ Jesus, you've got victory right now. Death will not conquer you. Amen? One has said, if one does away with the fact of the resurrection, one also does away with the cross. For both stand and fall together. Josh McDowell put it this way. The primary source of the appeal of Christianity is Jesus. His incarnation, his life, his crucifixion, and his resurrection. That's the message of the gospel. That God became a baby in the person of Jesus Christ. That he lived for 33 and a half years. That he died on the cross for you and I and for everyone that's blocked and locked outside the churches. He died for them. Let's stop blocking them. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. There are Christians that are blocking the kingdom from people who he died for. Stop blocking. And then, of course, his resurrection. And we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So who is this Jesus of Nazareth? First of all, I want you to know this morning that he is your Redeemer. And when I talk about redemption, I'm not just speaking about the fact that he died for you and that he brought you out of your sinful state. I also want you to see this morning that he is the one that can redeem things that have been taken from you. This is what the Bible is talking about, first of all, in Job chapter 19. Listen to what Job wrote. As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and that at the last he will take his stand on the earth. That's before the arrival of Jesus. Here comes Job speaking about a redeemer. In Psalm 19, verse 14. Let me just pause right there. If you're a single person in this house this morning and you've been redeemed, you should only date redeemed people. If you need more information on what that's like, when you don't come see me, I'll give you a one-on-one lesson. 
Redeemed people should hang out with redeemed people. Redeemed people should marry redeemed people and then go out and let others know you too can be redeemed. But let me tell you something right here, Pastor. I'm a missionary expert. I know that my boyfriend or girlfriend, they're not really saved. They really don't know God. But when they come to, they're going to come to know Christ after we get married. Really? Make sure that whoever you are courting, that they are redeemed. Amen. Psalm nineteen fourteen says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I was there at Lancaster yesterday, and one of the guys was having a very difficult morning. And I said, You need to get reconnected to the rock of your salvation. Just like that, his face lit up. Just like that, his face lit up. There's nothing like hanging out with the rock, Jesus Christ, your Redeemer. This is what the Bible is talking about in Psalm 103 and verse 4. Who redeems your life from the pit. Anybody ever been down there? You know there's others outside these walls that are there right now, and you and I have got to go get them. There may be a Joseph in a pit right now. Why don't you go answer the call and bring that modern Joseph out of that pit? Hmm. Luke chapter 1 verse 68 says, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people. I have good news for you this morning. You might want to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You might want to pray over Israel because Israel still belongs to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13 and 14 it says, For he rescued us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The biggest thing people need to know outside is that their sins are already forgiven. You don't have to come into a church building to experience it. You can experience it right out there. It's a joy to serve at the academy and various times I'll talk with the kids and, and they'll say, Mr. Weber, I'm sorry for what I said. I'm so-. I said, man, you were forgiven before you did it. Amen. Oh, the hard-headed church. I didn't say, I just said the church. People are forgiven even if you don't forgive them. It's not your word and your blood. It was his blood and his word. Let me say that again. People are forgiven even if we don't forgive them. They're still forgiven. Don't let that unforgiveness become a hater in your heart. The emphasis of the Bible is on the work of the Redeemer, not on the work of the redeemed. That's why there's so many that don't want to come in. Because everybody feels like it's about us. It's not about us at all. It's all about Him. And he has redeemed us, and he wants to redeem others. Let people know it's all taken care of. You're forgiven. Come on in. Come on into the family of God. And then be gracious enough, if you're going to worship in this house, know something about the philosophy of my life. I don't go around asking people, why don't you come to Forward Church? In all the schools that I've served, chief in elementary, chief in middle school, chief in high school, um, subbed at Bronson Middle 
uh, and high, and now I'm a principal over at Levy Learning Academy. I don't think there's been 10 people that I've asked in over 25 years who work with me in any of those schools. Won't you come and join me either A, at Calvary Worship Center or today, Forward Church Ministries? Because if it's not good enough in here, why would they want to come and experience it here? And I'd rather be alive out there so they can know that what I carry works out there, not just in here. Come on, church. Not only is he here to redeem people and to let them know their sins have been forgiven, he's here also for us to get rid of our self-righteousness. He is our righteousness. You know what? It didn't take me long as a teenager to recognize that I didn't measure up. A, I didn't measure up to what my dad expected. I didn't measure up to the church. And I didn't measure up to Jesus. I didn't measure up. And when you don't measure up, you don't want to be with those who think they do. Who think they do. Here, let me come down home with you. Have you ever been around people who think they just don't stink? And you work out with them in the gym or you're actually in a locker room and you go, what was that? Uh, It wasn't me. Well, there was nobody else in there but you. Well, my stuff don't stink. Why are you all acting like you can't get this? The churches are filled with self-righteous people. It was the self-righteous world that took Jesus to the cross. This Jesus of Nazareth. I want you this morning to exchange your self-righteousness for the righteousness of Jesus Christ. This is what the Bible is talking about in Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. For if by the transgression of the one, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace. Turn to somebody and say, I'm full of grace today. And of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Let me break that down. So you don't get lost in that. What that verse is saying is this. Adam put us under. Jesus brought us over. Okay? That's exactly what that verse is saying. Because of Adam's sin, we've all missed the mark. But because Jesus hit the mark, every one of us have been marked for his his kingdom. You didn't like the word mark? Try the word sealed. The Bible says you have been sealed with the sign of redemption. There's a seal on my life that cannot be broken. I'm sealed. What does that mean? It means everything when you've had a rotten day and all your self-righteousness pops up and you go, man, maybe I'm not even a Christian. You were a Christian before the day started. The events of that day and the mistakes of that day or the sins of that day haven't wiped out salvation. See, I don't want you just to have an emotional moment. I want you to think in this house with me. I had one of those days last week. And self-righteousness stepped up and started condemning. Do you know that Jesus never came to condemn the world? That would be the book of Romans. It's the religious people that condemn It's the church gangsters. Ooh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Romans chapter 5, verse 19 says, For as through the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, that's Adam, even so through the obedience of the one, that's Christ, many will be made righteous. You're not righteous because you came to church today. 
And you're not righteous because you read your Bible this morning. Or you thumped it up on somebody's head. God's not impressed with that stuff. He looks to see if the righteousness of his son is on your back. We being the prodigal, have we allowed him to dress us in the robe of righteousness? It's his righteousness, not ours. Well, I've been to school, and I have eight years of seminary. Well, what does that mean? I remember years ago, Jimmy Dorado said this. It won't be in the notes. He said this, a head full of knowledge, listen, a head full of knowledge and a heart void of love inevitably produces a censorious attitude. Amen, amen, and amen. And that was way back when I was a kid. I heard that many years ago, probably around the age of 14 years of age. And if you're in junior college or you've been to UF or FSU or Alabama or Kentucky, only a few can go to the Ohio State now. I'm playing, I'm playing right there. I do want you to know that the SEC did go down last night to the tune of the Big Ten. That's both football and basketball. I've been sitting on that since 06 and 07. He who laughs last, laughs best. I'm meddling big time right there and loving every minute of it. Y'all don't even know what I went through in 06 and 07. I lost all my salvation. I lost all my righteousness. And that's when I realized Jesus of Nazareth has me covered. I'm back into the message. I really, have you ever lost it? See, that's why I'm better out there than I'm in here. Because I don't know what to do with religious people. But I do know what to do with people who are broken and lost. I've had people come to me and go, why did you go to Hilltop, which is now called the Academy? Don't you know those kids are done? Not when I look at the cross. If they're done, so am I. And so are you. And so are all the other kids. Mm. Power of the cross is in here. The power of the cross is in here. In 2 Corinthians 5.21 it says, let me back up again here. How many of you ever had one of those wrecked days? I had a bunch of them back there when they lost two national championships back to back. It was like they wouldn't let up. I thought a gator wasn't a bulldog. I thought a bulldog was the one that never let go. Where are you guys? I'm not talking about sports. Have you ever been to where you just totally came unglued? Not in the presence of the ones who were assaulting, but when you got by yourself, you just lost Oh, thou righteous person. I guarantee you, every one of you in this room has had a down day where you said things and you were going to do things and you were going to settle things. When you have those days, you're still his. Uh, 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 take that. Because God's not dead. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In the book of Ephesians, chapter by chapter, there are 87 times that Paul uses the term in him. That's where we live. It's in him. Not in our sports, not in our philosophy, not in our degrees, not in education, not in the uh, stock market, not in any retirement plan. You live and move and have your being in him. 
you're either in or you're out. If you're out, come on in. And if you're in, you're in. If you're in, you're still in. Last year, my brother went home to be with the Lord. And for a while, my mother really struggled. Do you think he really was saved? And I said, why don't you take all that religious stuff off? Because what we like to do is evaluate and assess. Did they make it or didn't they? Well, I didn't think the blood ever lost its power. (laughs) Just because I have some squirrely moments or squirrely days or squirrely years, if there was a time where my heart broke and I yielded to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, He's my Savior and He's not kicking me out. The church might, but He... There's that gangster stuff again. There's that gangster stuff again. Boy, if I had street kids in here today, they would just be going crazy loving it. But see, the religious people are going to go, how dare he call me a gangster? Why don't you bow your knee at the cross and then look up, you'll see yourself. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 9 says, and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law. Oh, is that where it comes from? Law keepers are righteous people without Christ. That was the word of God right there, folks. Come on, please. Please don't sit here going, how much longer do I got to go with this? Oh, God, can I endure this? Receive the word of the Lord this morning. It is from the law that we get self-righteous attitudes, and all of a sudden, we start laying down the law on people, which we don't measure up to our... Beware of seeking to be justified in any other way than by His righteousness. Faith in our Lord Jesus Christ is sufficient for salvation. John Wycliffe. Just put your faith in Christ. Put your faith in Christ. And then what, Pastor? Be in a local assembly of believers where the word of the Lord is declared and worship is expressed. Hallelujah. Who is this man, Jesus of Nazareth? He is our Redeemer, and I sense in my spirit this morning that God desires to redeem things in your life this morning. What is it that He has stolen? What is it that He has taken from you? What has happened in the past that needs to be redeemed? He is your Redeemer. He is also your righteousness. Moving quickly, He is our Restorer. Let's talk about that, and then we'll close with the fact that He is our Resurrection. I'm going to go out on a limb for just a moment, and it's okay, it's safe, because God's out there. One of the men who's really strong in the faith and who has a deep sense of God's presence in his life is Gary Hatcher. Gary Hatcher's from the Tri-County area. This is not against the medical field, but above medicine stands God and the power of the cross. So Gary's been battling for some time various forms of disease, cancer, etc. And he was taken to Shands this past week. And basically was told, I, I just love this. Basically was told from the medical field you have X amount of days to live. That's not what God said. That's what man said. I respect and honor the medical field. But God's got to be somewhere in the picture. I mean, you all said that you believe in the stone being rolled away. See, I don't need a religious service. Like, let's celebrate Jesus arose. Well, man, he arose before we got here this morning. And before we were born, he was already. 
I want to see the validity of the resurrection working out in critical situations today. Amen? So I'm praying and you're praying and many are praying that Gary Hatcher is going to get a big notice from heaven. Not ready yet. Can't come home. Sorry what the doctor said. There's still one more doctor. He's involved in this whole thing. And we speak life over your body. We speak life over those tumors. We speak life over your brain. We speak life over every area of your body. And God is your restorer. And we speak life. In Jesus' name, over Gary Hatcher's body. In Jesus' name. Now see, if the Lord had given me a direct prophetic word, I would declare that. But what I can declare as of right now is that God can restore health to His body. Some of you may not be feeling well this morning. God can restore health to your body. God can renew. God can quicken. All the way. And he will always remain undefeated. It doesn't matter if Wisconsin is coming. It doesn't matter who's coming. It doesn't matter who's speaking. It doesn't matter what the situation is. See, sometimes you guys get lost because you don't stay in. I understand Kentucky was undefeated last night. But let me tell you something. Everything on the human side and the human plane is subject to change. But from the divine and from the heavenly, it will not change. He is the immutable God. Just a little theology right there. That means he doesn't change. That means he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm sure Jesus is setting up in heaven at the right hand of the Father going, Well, Shan said he's got X amount of days. I bow to what Shan says. Really? What about the power of the cross? What about the open tomb? Where are you this morning? How strong is your faith? Where is your will that will stand and go, I defy everything coming against me and I stand in the presence on the rock Christ Jesus and these things shall not happen in my life. Glory be to God. It's a little bit of fire. Just a little bit of fire. I certainly don't want to use any profanity because that would really disturb some of you. But let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Man, the Spirit of the Lord is here. So I had set a record in the gym uh, 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 a little while back and and my son Joshua came in there. Just enjoy. Go ahead and get it. Uh, Joshua was with me in the weight room workout yesterday and we got on the bikes and he said, I'm I'm breaking your record today. You're not ready for that. I said, well, go on, get it, get it. And he got it. He broke that sucker and set a new record for us in eight minutes, two miles, X amount of, I think it was six minutes and 53 seconds. And we're closing it out, and he's just yapping, 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 just all up in my junk. And we were done. And I said, well, bless God. And we had already been working, and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a kid who's 15, and I'm 61, and I'm going, oh, you don't want to hear what I was just saying. I said, just, just a second. Just a second. I'm going to go back over here to this bike. God has released faith in your spirit, but you must will it so that it comes forth in Jesus' name. I can stand and speak over the property, and I can stand and speak and fast over the finances, but I've got to stay in the trenches until that comes forth. And when people begin saying it's not going to happen, that just gives me more juice that it's going to happen. 
Now, what does that mean? If somebody was to come to me and say, you've got X amount of hours to live, boy, I'm just out to prove that absolutely incorrect. So I sat down on that bike. I just shut my mouth, and I just start going. (laughs) When I'm done, there's a new record. And he can go get it. It's going to be 6 minutes and 23 seconds. And I want him to break that. (laughs) See, what I'm talking about is the enemy knows that most church people aren't going to will it so. But Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he willed it so. He said, man, I don't really want to do this. But it's what you want. Therefore, let's get it on. And that's exactly what he did for you. He went the distance for you. For what purpose? Lest I lose track of where we are. He did all of that that you and I might be restored. That your marriages would be restored. Your finances would be restored. Your jobs would be restored. This community would be restored. And it would be healthy. The resurrection has power. The resurrection has power. And I'm not talking about theology. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. And the greater one lives in you. And you've got power. And when that record was broke yesterday, I just turned and looked at him. I just sat there. He said, don't look at me. I just kept looking at him. I just kept looking at him. Because that's exactly what I do when the enemy comes against everything in this ministry. And everything comes against the school. And everything comes against my marriage. I just sit there and look at him. In a defiant stance. And then sometimes, for those who are religious, go ahead and close your ears. And I simply say, oh, hell no, you're not. You are not taking this marriage. You're not taking this ministry. You're not taking this school. And these kids are going to change in Jesus' name. And did you hear me? I said no in Jesus' name. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. And then I always end the conversation out of the, out of the Old New Testament, and I simply say, the Lord rebuke you. I'm done messing with you. Now I'm turning you over to the king. The Lord rebuke you. Stop talking to me. And when I point that way, don't look to see who I was pointing at. I'm talking about the enemy. Stop talking to me. Don't talk. Don't say another word in Jesus' name. And the Lord rebuke you. Some of you need to have a little bit of David inside of you. Stop worshiping and run to the battle. Boy, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Oh, he he just put it down on worship. No, the Bible says that all of Israel was on both sides of the valley, worshiping and worshiping, but nobody would run to the battle. But David said, oh yeah, he's my restorer. I come to you in the name of the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let me tell you what I got for you. I've got enough stones, but I only need one, and you're going down. And when I get to you, your head's coming off too. I want to say something so bad, but I don't think any of you can really handle it. I hear my wife saying, hmm, and I want to so bad. Okay, I'll change the the language. That's called a royal butt kicking right there. And that's what the enemy needs from you. You've got to stand up and you've got to declare, I walk in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ and my marriage and my business and my dreams and my goals, everything will come forth in Jesus' name. God's looking for warriors. I mean, why would, why would God want to restore something if you're going to be a wimp and lose it again? I mean, God rolls things your way and then you go, Oh, I sure hope he doesn't come back around and bother me. Oh, Jesus, help me. 
so scared. Oh, Mufasa. Fuck that stuff. Jump right up in there. You better get out of my way in Jesus' name. I'm not talking about speaking like that to people. I'm talking about putting on the full armor and beginning to protect what God has provided. Protect what God has provided. Protect what God has provided. I'm not done yet. You might be, and so you may have to leave. But hear this. When Robin was battling with a lot of disease issues, and God blessed us with Joshua, I've shared this, but I want you to know how you've got to take a stand. And when we went and she was pregnant, the doctors in the beautiful, beautiful office, always beautiful, Brought us in, set us down. Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Weber, how are you doing? And all that sweet little nonsense that people like to use. And I just sat there. I want to hear what you got to say. And he, he put it in a real nice vernacular. But basically what he was saying is, the best way for you to survive is to go ahead and abort Joshua. Oh, God. Oh, God. I might be on your campus, and I might be over here in Gainesville, but you just made a huge mistake. Because we prayed for this. We prayed for this boy. Not only did God protect Joshua, I think he's going to be okay. But he is not going to beat me. Not today, not tomorrow. And if he sets it, I'm going to reset it. I want you to have that mentality. That means when he comes against you, you bring your best. See, some of you look away when I look at you. That's why I don't normally look at people. Because he, he's going to strap it on and bring it. So you put on the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness and the good news shoes and the helmet and the shield and you draw the sword and you say, here's the line, don't cross it. And if you do, that's the blood of the lamb right there. So not only did Joshua make it, but I believe my wife's looking pretty good. She's good enough for a good kiss right now. Right now. That's what I'm talking about. Are you willing to fight? I don't mean fight one another. What the enemy has done is he's gotten the body of Christ to fight each other. That's the gangster mentality. God says, no, no, no. Your battle's not in flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers that rule. Well, if I just get more education. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He's our restorer. Let me just give you um, one verse and then we're going to move to the finish line. John chapter 9 is a great passage of Scripture. And as he passed by, he being Jesus, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? See? See where the religious people were? And Jesus answered, it was neither that this man sinned nor his parents. Oh, my God. We don't have any more questions to ask. What are we going to do now? And Jesus says, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. I want to tell you this prophetically now. You carry the works of God inside of you. It is the desire of God to put them on display in our tri-county area. It is the desire of hell and all of its agents to disqualify the work of God that he's put in you to help others. I'm asking you to stand up and declare who you are. Let the world know. Let the flesh know. Let the devil know. The stone's been rolled away. I'm building not walls but bridges and I'm going to take what God's given to me to those who have the greatest need. 
then they may not even be able to give me any return, but I'm going to give them what they need because the greater one has qualified me with the works of the Holy Ghost. I'm wondering if anybody got that this morning. To the finish line we go. One has put it this way. By a carpenter, mankind was made. And only by that carpenter can mankind be remade. Let me read that one again. By a carpenter, mankind was made. And only by that carpenter can mankind be remade. Coming in here will not remake you. It won't even reshape you. Coming in here can expose you to the carpenter. And Jesus can do for you what none of us can do. Sometimes I just pause in preaching just to hear his voice. I just pause sometimes just to hear his voice. Let's come to the finish line. Who is this Jesus of Nazareth? Yes, he's your redeemer. He is your righteousness. Don't let the church put anything on you that God didn't purchase. And he's the restorer. But you've got to be willing to fight. You've got to have a little bit of... I struggle sometimes from various venues. The teacher role, the coach role, the pastor's role and the right words to say. If I was in the locker room with kids, I would tell them exactly what I mean when I say you've got to be willing to have some fight. You've got to have some tenacity. You've got to have some backbone. I'm not talking about this. The harder he fights, the quieter we get. Haven't you studied the life of Christ? The closer he got to the garden and the closer he got to, to, the, to the cross, the less he had to say. That's how you win. Because he's checking out your spirit, not your mouth. Ugh. I'm talking about the enemy of your soul. He doesn't care what you rattle. He wants to know what you got in your soul. What do you carry in your spirit? I can let him know what I got in my spirit. You better... Oh, you shouldn't act like that, Pastor. He's defeated. The Bible says that Jesus made an open spectacle. I get nervous around people who go, man, I'm scared of the devil. What the heck? He was defeated at the cross. The Bible says he was made an open spectacle. He was gutted. His kingdom is in shambles. They look in our weaknesses to find strength. Give your weaknesses strength. To Christ. And then you can say what Paul said. When I am weak. Then am I made strong. I remember one time someone said. And I won't mention their name. Not too many years back. Someone said to me. You're a punk. And the spirit of the Lord exactly told me what not to say. You've got to receive more than just an Easter service. I want you walking out of here going, man, I feel like I'm in the military. Man, I feel like I'm ready. I feel like I'm dressed, I'm strapped. Let's go. And you're not taking on people. You're taking on the strongholds that have caused people to segregate and to insulate themselves and to isolate themselves. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Matthew chapter 28 verse 6 says, He's not here for He's risen, just as He said. 
come see the place where he was lying. I got to tell you something that happened the other day, and, and I'm, I'm almost there. The Holy Spirit's not, but I was rambling the other day, and I said, I just wish you would keep your word. Now, religious people aren't going to like that, but some of you that know Jesus Christ know exactly where that comes from. It was like, man, I've been waiting. I just, I, I just want to see. You know what he did to me? The next four passages of Scripture were all on how he keeps his word. And the last one that he gave to me was this, that God is not slack concerning his promises. And it was like, okay, I'll shut up. God will keep his word. If God's given you a promise, bank on it, it's going to take place. I support you this morning. If God's given you a dream, a vision, a goal for your business, or a new business, or resurrecting your business, I stand with you. Do not let up. Don't let go. Okay, for all of you that are soft. That means you just have that tender side. Stand up, sweetheart. Come here. You know how you do it. There have been times since we have been here that I have wanted to run. Get out. I'm tired. I've had enough. I have fought like the way I have preached. And it's like, oh, and then she'll just, that right there. And she'll put her arms around me like this right here. Need a little face. And you're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And she brings that tender touch, that tender moment that solidifies that it's not over. So you do have to have the combination of, get this thing on. And then that sweet little, yes, yeah, okay. And then we're back up, and then I say, well, if it's going to really be okay. I'm married, by the way. If it's real, I'll take that up later. No, listen to me. Oh, God, please give me five minutes. I'll stop. You who are married and you are birthing a dream, or there's a goal, or there's a vision, listen to me very closely, it is through marriage, and the covenant that God's given to you, and intimacy, and togetherness in the bedroom, that will solidify, and strengthen you, and keep you on course, stop walking away from each other, when you need each other the most, Hmm. that's a good word, right there, I'm not even talking about, I'm, that's what has helped us. But what the enemy does is when you carry a vision, you've got a dream, and you're looking at something bigger than you've ever had before, all of a sudden he throws everything in the kitchen sink at you in your marriage, and then all of a sudden you don't talk anymore, all of a sudden you're not together, you're not doing anything, and you're not ending up where you should. Isn't it amazing how we justify how the world is out there with each other, but we kind of drop our heads when we hear godly people talking about what God has given Too much church and not enough word. Ooh, preach it, brother. Let me finish this. I just gave to couples this morning something from the Holy Spirit. That's how you protect your marriage. That's how you protect your dreams. That's how you protect your finances. It is through the intimacy. It's through the involvement of the covenant. 
You are those who are born again and who are married. You have a dual covenant in here this morning. You have a covenant with the Father through the Son, Jesus Christ, with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and then He gives you a marriage covenant. You can't lose. Let me close. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 17 says, And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless and you're still in your sins. He arose. He's alive. You're out of your sins. Tell him to go to hell when he brings all that stuff up. I said it. I'll say it again. I'll say it till you get tired of it. When he brings those old things back up, tell him No. I don't think you. I close with this quote and then we go to the screen. One of the men that has meant so much to me in my life, and I heard him several times when I was in college, Robbie Zacharias, said it this way Outside of the cross of Jesus Christ, there's no hope in this world. That cross and resurrection at the core of the gospel is the only hope for humanity. Ladies and gentlemen, I declare to you this morning. That Jesus Christ of Nazareth is not dead and that he was God in the flesh and our God is among us and he wants to do great and mighty things in your life, in your marriage, in your dating, in your finances, in everything pertaining to you and generations that will follow you on into eternity. Our God is not dead. He lives to make intercession for us and his name is Jesus Christ. And He is with you. And He is for you. And He will not leave you. Nor will He forsake you. He is our triumphant Lord and Savior. Stand to your feet and honor Him. And give Him praise in this house today. In Jesus' name. Come on church. Oh, we can do better than that. Oh, we honor you, and we thank you, and we praise you, and we magnify your name, and we release redemption, we release righteousness, we release restoration, and we release resurrection power in this house. In Jesus' name, we give you praise, honor, in Jesus' name. Turn to someone and say... Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.